You are listening to Oblivion, September 30th, 2021, and it's the fall equinox today. And, happy um, equinox. Yeah. Happy equanimity. Uh, as for the rest of the world, not so equanimous. Uh, <clears throat> well, let's, um, since we had alluded to it before um i guess it was might have been three weeks ago but uh, we were talking about uh, the 13 marines killed uh and the bombing at the beirut airport and i believe i mentioned that uh there were rumors that the airstrike that was supposedly supposed to say it was uh saving the more dear precious soldiers from being killed uh was was stopped by uh, an airstrike um but it was quickly rumored that it was a bunch of just uh, innocent children and uh, people uh and sure enough now it's been considered a tragic mistake uh by the pentagon they've admitted that uh in fact, it was an AIDS worker, aid worker for an NGO and seven children. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and maybe a couple other adults. Uh, and just 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 to make it even more disgusting. Uh, then quickly afterwards, the CIA, I assume it's the CIA, leaked uh, that uh, they had warned that there were civilians in the neighborhood. They had warned the Pentagon. Uh, it reminds me of, of what we were told on uh, September 11, 2001, which of course we had uh, talked about um, a couple of weeks ago because it, it was the same argument about how, oh, well, we had the information but we just couldn't uh, get the agencies to share the information in time to do anything about it. In other words, the, the CIA knew that there were uh, civilians and children in the area, except, um, but they just couldn't quite uh, tell the military in time to, to stop the people from being killed. Yeah, well, yeah, and in this case, it was they had actually somebody on, on Twitter posted that, uh, uh, like right after, uh, or yeah, after the Kabul fell, uh, the CIA had another statement where they said they warned that it was it was all going to fall, and uh, <laughs> so it, yeah, it's just totally you can't believe a word the CIA says. You should actually believe the extreme opposite, unless. You just got irrefutable facts to uh, pre- uh, show that they were actually telling the truth this one time. Um, yeah, and, and another layer of what's disgusting about it from the CIA is they've, uh, since the war on terror, have had this secret they, uh, <clears throat> for the first time after uh, 9-11. They were authorized to have their own uh, drone army, uh, which right. they... Ne- which they now use around the world. And of course they use a lot of Afghanistan. So, I mean, they've been one of the biggest perpetrators of these drone strikes, um, which 
um, or at least 90 percent, and this is probably conservatively, 90 percent civilian deaths, uh, but because uh, we're just a completely uh, sick and fascist military uh, state. Um, yeah, no big deal. No big, and it's it's just kind of strange. I'm not re- really sure what happened this time that it, these this I mean this victim's family was. I mean, it's the first one that I've really heard about to any great extent. Uh, one of these uh, bombing victims that were just totally innocent, um, really getting out into the mainstream. I'm not even sure how far it got into the mainstream. Maybe the you can tell me. Maybe the nightly news broadcast mentioned it for five seconds. But, uh. Well, that's about that's about right. And uh, I, I was going to say uh, this this has been talked about, but predictably, it's been uh, vastly underreported, and there there really hasn't been um, any outrage from the public, and and I would have to include the public. Uh, in being fascist uh, along with the, the military, because one of the reasons that we have these wars and we have these insane military budgets is the public is a combination of they just don't care or they love it. And um, to go back for a second about the, the question, the extent to which the, the CIA actually really did know that there were civilians in, in the area and the, the coverage um, that, that I did see about the fact that there were these 13 civilians who were killed, seven of them children. And some of the children were really young, like two and three years old is it was a densely populated urban residential area where they Sent the bomb. So even it, if it, it was the guy, it was the co- guy's uh, house is a driveway in front of the house. Right, yeah. and the, yeah. the, they saw the the, the CIA had a, a camera footage there where they could see the the children because one of the things that the children enjoyed doing was going out and and helping. Um, the the father who they thought was the terrorist <laughs> to uh, back his car into this narrow area. Uh, but even if you couldn't be exactly sure of if this person was a terrorist or not, it would have been impossible not to have known that there were going to be uh, civilians right there in in close proximity to the target which meant that civilians were going to be killed and and so without question it's just it's a war crime of negligence i mean it it would have been impossible to have uh, executed this strike without any knowledge at all that well some civilians are probably going to get killed and when this report first came out that uh one of the top isis k leaders had had been killed by the great u.s military in retaliation for the 
Marines being killed and, and I think hundreds of Afghans being killed when the bomb went off, which, by the way, was another thing that we had been told for days was <laughs> imminent that an attack was going to happen, but nothing was done to stop it, right? And again, that reminds me of September 11th, right? Yeah. Like if, if we have this great military and this great uh, covert intelligence, why can't we stop these things from happening instead of bragging about how we know all that all these things are going to happen? Uh, anyway, when it, when it first happened, when the reports first came out of the retaliatory uh, drone strike, it gave the impression that this uh, so-called terrorist was in some compound uh, out in the middle of nowhere. Right, so we we know where it is. Tora, and we Tora, Tora Mora. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so, and well, I just I was going to add to the thirteen Marines uh, and hundred nearly hundred fifty other people, uh, civilians, nameless, and, and obviously, uh, who cares? Hundred fifty uh, civilians uh, killed. Uh, a lot of the hundred fifty killed. Uh, who knows how many? were killed by the surviving Marines that started opening fire on the crowd uh, in the <laughs> in retaliation on the survivors. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I, th- so I think, they, they I think what... They were killed by the bomb attack. I yeah, they were killed by the would. fire from the Marines who just went berserk, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but th- this is just basically what it comes down to is that there's a total, uh, even despite uh, the humanitarian PR that's always glossed over the whole, all these operations, you know, that we're that trying to save the... Yeah, yeah, and the, you know, uh, bootlegging uh, worship, that the, and the basis of it is just a, a cold-blooded, vicious murder is the baseline, just like it always has been, you know. In Vietnam, it was like, I mean, uh, I'm sure Full Metal Metal Jacket, if you've ever seen that movie, uh, the depictions in it of turning them into killing machines is probably mild compared to the kind of uh, indoctrination these soldiers are given. You know, you're supposed you totally dehumanize them. Uh, uh, everybody that lives in the country, uh, they're looked at as a bunch of, uh, yeah. I'm sure it ranges, uh, but you know, from. Muslims that are all terrorists, you know, I think that's the general uh, uh, baseline view of, of, of these people. And uh, so, uh, you know, they really don't give a shit if there's children. And as far as the CIA saying that they were watching it, of course, the people that were shooting the bombs, they've always got drones galore that are looking at everything close up. They saw those fucking children. Right. Uh, uh, so, um, and, and apparently what the New York times as a whole, and I guess that's what finally the Pentagon had to give up and actually admit to it all was after this, uh, or partly, uh, even though they had all the evidence they needed, but when it was kind of exposed, New York times had this expose of video, just all kinds of video. I mean, there was video right there close up of the, of the car. Uh, you know, from the guy's own security cameras. They were like right, right there. And so you got, you know, him like carrying the, uh, they were, they look like petrol tank uh, things. 
but they were for water transport. But apparently that was one of the things that they thought was like bombs or something. Liquid and bombs. Liquid bombs. Was that what they said? I mean, you no, know, I'm just making a joke. Like why, yeah. Right. Why would you, why would you assume that that's something that, that looks like it's a container full of liquid or, or bombs? I mean, if they had been rocket launchers or, or something. Yeah. I mean, there's just no excuse is what it comes down to. There's no formulation that you can get at that could actually justify that. Right. Because when you really, uh, if you apply real humanity to these situations, the first thing is, where's your evidence? You know, like is the, the, the way to look at it, I think, uh, in a moral sense is to put yourself in, uh, the shoes of these people. So right. you, you basically, Here's how I would uh, challenge somebody that thought all this was, uh, there was something about this that was acceptable, uh, bombing people like this. Okay, you're, uh, um, let's say you're uh, at uh, uh, the local cafe and you're sitting with some friends. Now, it turns out that your friend is a, no, quote, known terrorist, right? Uh, and he happens to have, but it's not really true, but, but he happens to have borrowed a phone from another terrorist, uh, a quote, known terrorist, uh, or, or someone who is associated with the terrorist. That's all you need. You know. uh, and he borrowed this phone, so it's being tracked uh, by you know whoever going to be doing the bombing. And uh, so, uh, of course, a bomb, uh, drone bomb sent in, and it kills... Um, uh, you, um, no, it kills, um, I don't know, uh, the guy and a hundred people around them. You did manage to survive somehow or something. I mean, how would you feel about this situation? Would you be like, oh, you know, um, justice has been done. I guess it was a terrorist. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, I mean, but the baseline is, is that you're making somebody guilty without any evidence. You know, this is against the base, you know, the Magna Carta, the basic habeas corpus is that you have to like show that there's some justification. You can't, you got to go through a process before you just murder somebody, you know, execute right. somebody. Due process. And it's the most extreme consequence too. In other words, it isn't like somebody had to be in a holding cell for mm -hmm. three hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're sorry. We uh, yeah. we got this erased. I mean, I think that this was done on purpose. Well, yeah. um, I, I think it it had already been such a complete uh, de defeat and utter humiliation for the U.S. military that they just said, "Well, we've got to we've got to kill somebody," mm -hmm. right? And uh, and and you pointed this out a, a few weeks ago. I mean, knowing the way that the American people are. If they can just be told, well, we we retaliated, everybody, mm -hmm. rah, you know, mm -hmm. we we win again. But when, of course, this has just been a, a total <laughs> defeat on so many levels. Not just losing the war, but the way it was just a complete wipeout, and the incredible waste of of money, all the lives lost. I mean, just everything completely uh, down the drain. And of course, you can trace it all the way back. This is. Uh, late September, so it was just a couple of weeks ago, you can trace it all back to the failure to 
protect the homeland and, and stop the World Trade Center from being blown up and all those people in the planes uh, getting killed uh, as, as well. And I, I think that they, they simply just did not care whether or not they actually, this person actually was the terrorist and if some civilians, including children, uh, were, were going to get killed, and and I wouldn't even put it past them to say that they knew all along that this is probably not the terrorist, that this is definitely not the terrorist, and there are children here, and they just said, yeah, but he looks like a terrorist, right? And he's, and, and he's, he's putting something in his car, so obviously that is means that he's a terrorist right so the, the next time that i put uh some groceries in the back seat of my car then uh maybe maybe they'll kill me or uh somebody else at the local grocery store but um i'm not even willing to give them enough credit to say that it was uh no. a tra- tragic mistake i think it was down on purpose they they, sure. they were eager to we have to have victory and another thing I would add is, of course, the... the well, if, the you've, if you've ever seen that, and this happened hundreds of times over, um, the collateral murder video, the one that, of course, made WikiLeaks uh, particularly famous, it was uh, Chelsea Manning released it. Have you ever seen that video where it's like a helicopter gunship over Baghdad, and it was turned out it was a Reuters uh, photographer and his assistant uh, were killed by the strike, and they, they shot them right. up with these 50-millimeter machine guns and <laughs> killed, like, a bunch of people. And not only that, and then there was, like, some people coming to try to help the people that they, you know, shot at them, too, and um, had close video. They could see what was going on and see that the other people were helping, but, you know, uh, no, no matter that people come to help, and this is um, one of these delightful, um, um, charming features of of drone war and airstrikes, uh, American airstrikes, is the double tap strike, which is basically what I'm talking about. But uh, they they strike a place and then they wait for some people to come to try to help the uh, victims or come back to the place. It's it's often like first responders, et cetera. And then they bomb it again and kill <laughs> more people, you know? Uh, yeah. So this has been got thousands of times over in Afghanistan and will continue. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the CIA is right. going to be doing it. Um, and, we haven't uh, really withdrawn. We're, we're and, going to kill people. Yeah. Uh, and, we're going to continue it, to kill people. And the one thing I can guarantee, you know, this, uh, um, attack of the 13 people and the seven children, it's not going to stop a bit of it. Right. Yeah. And there's, and uh, like I said, uh, initially there, there's no outrage on the, on the part of, of, of the public and uh, the, the press conferences that I've seen, there have been the, uh, these fall guys, which are some generals and, and they seem remorseful and all of that. But of course it, it's top gun, Joe Biden, who is the commander in chief, and he's the person to blame. He can't take credit for, I'm not going to pass this responsibility on to a fifth president. 
Uh, we've got to get out of there. And it was a complete uh, resounding success. And uh, by the way, he's going to have to go to the United Nations uh, today and, and tell all of the world leaders about what a success it was. <laughs> and while Americans um, certainly either don't care or are just eating it up, uh, we lost a war. Victory. I mean, it's totally Orwellian, I think, in the American mind. Um, it's going to be amusing to see how the world uh, leaders react. But, uh, but I think it was definitely done on purpose that the, the cruelty, the, it's, it's that same point that's reinforced over and over again, which is that ordinary people do not matter at all. They are, is the term that was used going all the way back to the Persian Gulf War, collateral damage, uh, which is obviously just a deliberately callous way of <laughs> talking about human beings. These are human beings that, that were killed, uh, but because they have darker skin and they speak that gobbledygook <laughs> and they, 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 uh, they write and read backwards, uh, and uh, they they wear these weird clothes and outfits um, that they're they're not human. Uh, unlike uh, the beautiful blonde Gabby Petito, I don't know if you've been following that at all. But you want to talk yeah. about something that's just been over the top with being in the news. <laughs> I mean, all of yesterday from about four in the afternoon on into the evening and i'm sure that it's still on now i mean it's uh it's been on the airwaves and the, the one of the ways that it's been uh uh presented well, is well first let, let, let me let me uh uh for those who might not know about it it's uh i first saw it a few i think it was just a few days ago uh, they had a little blurb in the new york times about it and the reason it caught my eye is because nancy is uh, uh kind of it's a big uh trend actually uh, the film that won best picture i guess it's sort of related to it, is this boondocking and using rvs and and uh it's become a big thing you know people with with um uh, van life is the thing that uh, this couple was doing they travel around and they live in their little van. Now it's become kind of a money thing with a lot of them where it's their Instagram stars. And so they're promoting all these related products and such. And I'm not sure to what extent that happened here. So that's the ground uh, plays a uh, situation there. And apparently uh, the, the story was, and it's kind of, you can follow it day by day because they posted on Instagram and whatnot um, all the time. So it was, they uh, went out west and apparently in Utah, there was actually the cops were called and they had some kind of big fight. It wasn't quite clear what was happening there, but um, they had some big fight, but they kept going and they got to Grand Teton National Park. Uh, that was probably the last time that they saw that the van or whatever was there. And then, uh, like a week later, uh, no, none of the parents of the woman, uh, Gabby Petito, uh, the young woman, she was like 22, 
and the family hadn't heard from them all that time. And, and the boyfriend fiance shows up in Florida with the van with without Gabby Petito. So right. then it was like, it was kind of at that point when the, that was all that they knew at this point, it was like, you know, the lawyer told him not to say anything to the cops. And so the cops didn't really, you know, they didn't know what the story was. I mean, they could kind of assume something bad happened there, you know, uh, you know, it didn't look good, but nobody knew anything. But uh, apparently yesterday they found what they think is her remains in Grand, near Grand Teton uh, National Park, uh, near campground. And, and a further thing that was revealed on this morning's report is that the fiance is now was missing since the 13th, and they think he's killed himself. They haven't found his body yet. Uh, yeah, so that's the story behind that. But so, yeah, yeah boy, I mean, boyfriend's uh, the, the fiance's name is, is Brian Laundry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you, what you're observing is just uh, it's become a big thing. Now, what do you, because they're young and, why do you think it is? Is it because they're Instagram stars that they're going on and on about it, you know, making alerts? And <laughs> well, I just think it's it's blatant uh, cultural bias where uh, you you have uh, uh, Gabby Petito is uh, sadly uh, was uh, a beautiful young wo- woman. Um, a lot of things that we we've said about white. <laughs> internet culture and the um, the the kind of uh, attributes that, that Americans actually will uh, elevate to being a meaning, meaningful human being, uh, attractive, uh, charismatic, uh, active, um, and uh, they show all these pictures of and, her. And, and dare we say why? Definitely, right. That that yeah. uh, that can't be uh, blonde. Meaning meaning what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, these days with the way people get their hair colored, that that probably needs to be inside, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, white, yeah. blonde, blue eyed, yeah. uh, but, but also a very attractive, charismatic looking, photogenic, smiling a lot, you know, doing all of the things that, that, that we celebrate. She's cooking food. She's out in the natural parks because as Americans, we know that we love the environment so much and, you know, that's why we don't pollute and, uh, we we do a good job of uh, keeping climate change under control, and that <laughs> we we don't do things like mountaintop removal in mm-hmm. Eastern Kentucky and, and and all of that. But this over the top of just showing one image of her after another, uh, you know, this is the kind of person that we consider to be a human being. And another thing that has to be uh, emphasized is that um, it, it's almost certain that these people had a, a good beat of a good bit of money because they started this uh, vacation uh, in July and they were still, you know, going strong on into late August. And, you know, many people, if they do take a vacation at all, uh, it might be for three or four days to go somewhere uh, nearby, but, but most people don't have the luxury of taking their uh, RV and basically doing a, a road trip of all the great national parks out west, and so they show her, they show uh, Gabby Petito uh, making food and having fun at the beach and uh, running uh, up and down uh, next to the the water, 
And I don't mean to be saying that I'm at all uh, making fun of her because, I mean, I, I watched uh, her and then some of the uh, footage also in, includes uh, Brian Laundrie, the, the, the fiance. And I think, you know, these are things that, that, that I would uh, like to, to be doing right mm-hmm. out, out in nature, appreciating mm-hmm. the, the beauty of the national parks and, and, and all mm-hmm. of that. But my, my point is, is this over the top emphasis on how important this one person uh, dying is so close after we had 13 civilians, including children, being killed by our own military. And, and predictably, uh, this has basically been ignored. I mean, it, it was reported uh, and, it, and it was in the news um, uh, a, a good bit immediately after the report got out there. But there's, you know, the, the message that gets through is the message that's that's repeated, and so there was really no sustained emphasis on that story, which is just incredible. Because if you're talking about a 20-year war, and you're talking about a, a retaliation for a bombing that killed uh, U.S. Marines, and it, it does, it's just, it's undeniable the way that we as Americans dehumanize all of these other people who are you know because they don't look like us and and they live halfway around the world and we associate them with all of these uh, horrible characteristics that they're terrorists and they're not civilized like we're the ones who should be telling other people what it means to be civilized and um and, and they're they're in this culture that is uh, definitely exotic and, and and very much not like ours is. I mean, different religion, different customs, different ways of dressing, and and so forth. And uh, and just simply, we don't care at all. But then we'll just stay glued to the television for twelve hours, and and it's and it's the way that Americans convince themselves that they are these. Uh, deeply caring uh, uh, people, because uh, one of the things that was uh, made a big deal of was when the the FBI agent who was uh, doing the uh, press conference about uh, discovering the the body that fits the description of, of Gabby Bettino is the media would say, and you can tell how emotional the FBI agent is, and and how emotional and difficult this has been for everyone, and. Uh, well, if if that's that's true, and and I do think that it's 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 really tragic. I mean, I don't want the the listener to to say, well, I mean, here you're saying we don't care about these civilians in Afghanistan getting killed, and you're acting like it doesn't matter that this happened to Gabby Petito. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm asking is, is why is it such a big deal that something horrible happened to her, but we're not going to say we're not going to care at all about. 13 civilians, including seven uh, children, and some of them really young children, uh, getting killed on top of the fiasco and the complete uh, disaster and the cruelty of this uh, lost and forlorn 20-year war in Afghanistan. That's that's the, the, the point that, that, that I am making. All right. Totally, man. Uh, yeah, let's, let's shift over to... Uh... COVID news quite quite a bit actually. Uh, the break last news. number that I saw was seven uh, six hundred and seventy three thousand seven hundred and sixty three dead. 
yes. All right. So that is uh, that is quickly approaching the total that died during the 1918 flu epidemic. Uh, now, at, in, in 1918, the American population was um, 100 million. Now, that should tell you something <laughs> about uh, how, how bad that motherfucker was. Yeah. Well, it should tell you how bad that, that was, because that, that means it's a much higher percentage of the population that was dying. Uh, but it should also tell you about uh, population explosion, yeah. right? That it's gone in a hundred years from a hundred million to three hundred and thirty million, and and that's significant in terms of the impact of of climate change, which is a, a bit of a tangent. But I just thought it was uh, helpful to to get that point that uh, be made. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but there's in the family graveyard, there's a, a victim, Betsy Dutton. Of the Spanish ah. flu, yeah. She was, I think, eighteen. Yeah. Oh wow! Killed, kill, yeah, killed them when they were young. Uh, yeah, and speaking of that, quick uh, 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 breaking news is that the uh, Pfizer vaccine has been shown to be safe and highly effective in young children aged five to eleven years, and so the SD authorization for children will be going through uh, uh, should, should we talk about boosters yeah and and like i was uh, yeah the boosters were rejected um for the whole population uh they did approve it for 65 and older and the immunocompromised uh we had talked about that last week and uh yeah the science prevailed on that it was just uh, the whatever um um, small um, increase in antibodies that might occur uh, with a booster does not uh, override the need to like get people that are unvaccinated vaccinated. You know, these boosters should be going to people to uh, like vaccinating them instead of boosting people that already have immunity from the vaccine. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, well, but I don't really think that that is uh, a scientific argument. It's, it, it's a political argument. It's saying you should go ahead and, and use the, the vaccine that you have to get people who don't have any vaccine in them at all vaccinated well, first. Well, I mean, that's part of the argument. But the other but part, the main, the main, well, but like I was saying, um, it's not, quote, useless. Uh, I mean, it may be. Uh, I mean, they did approve for the 65 above to uh, give them some extra protection. But as far as what the science is showing, I mean, first of all, the just having the regular two shot uh, thing, and apparently Moderna is a little better with this. Uh, but I mean, it's just it lasts pretty long the immunity, and it's pretty strong, and uh, so it's already pretty strong. So getting a booster just increases a little bit. Well, now, what I had read is that with the Moderna, uh, it starts out after the second dose that you have 95% protection. And then after 120 days, which is four months, the, you still have 92% protection. Now, I would agree that only the 3% drop means that you're still pretty well protected. However, 
with the Pfizer after 120 days, the initial protection is 91%, but after 120 days, it drops down to 77%. Now, that I think is a significant difference because that means after 120 days, if you had the Pfizer vaccine, you've got a one in four chance if if you are in, infected that you will develop severe disease and so i think that there should be um a, a booster uh, in, in that regard but but i i think that the that the real issue there's this conflation of, of two issues which is that everyone should be getting vaccinated and not just the united states and i completely agree with that but the solution to to that problem is that the manufacturing of these vaccines should be ramped up and that uh, Joe Biden should be invoking the War Powers Act to commandeer the manufacturing capacity of uh, the entire uh, U.S. industry to make enough vaccine to get everyone vaccinated instead of saying, well, we just don't have the manufacturing capacity to make enough vaccine to get everyone uh, vaccinated. It's going to take some time to do that, which, again, is just another uh, indictment and a complete contradiction of this amazing, super efficient capitalist system. But once again, we can see that when we really need something to get done, it dithers. It, it can't get done. There's all these complications. I mean, exactly the same kind of of things that you would expect to be told about a communist system, right? All the bureaucracy and red tape and everything is done very, very slowly. Uh, You have to wait and wait and wait to to get what what you need. So that's the issue with all the people in the world who still have yet to receive their their first shot is that the United States and its self-anointed status as world leader is not doing what it should be doing uh, to get enough vaccine manufactured and d- distributed so that everyone can be getting vaccinated and not just Americans. But if the data do show, and, and again, the, the most worrisome thing that I've seen in support of the argument uh, for boosters, if, if the data from Israel show that you know, Israel was the, basically the first, per, uh, first country to get a significant portion of its population uh, vaccinated, um, that, that if uh, after six months th- there was a significant increases in cases, hospitalizations, and, and deaths, um, then that's a pretty strong uh, case that, that people uh, do need the booster. And, and I also think that there is some uh, general basis for the idea that uh, boosters are a, a fundamental part of vaccine uh, regimen that whether it's the COVID vaccine or the flu vaccine, where well, people get it every every year, that the booster. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just not. Uh, that's part of the issue is that there's uh, still quite a bit of evidence. There is long term I'm uh, I'm having a hard time hearing you. I think that that's something that still has to concern about it. But yeah, I mean, to your point, as far as the uh, uh, you know getting into the world, uh, yeah, I mean, there's we've talked about this many times before, but uh, not only 
I mean, manufacturing Hey, um, I'm I'm having a hard time hearing you. Are are you moving around or? I'm I'm having a hard time hearing you. Not at all. It's a a big profit thing. Uh, But I mean, the main thing is to open up the technology for the world to use in this emergency for them to manufacture the model. And actually, I just saw an article about how the the Johnson Johnson vaccine is being manufactured in India, but they're exporting it all out of India. To Europe and Asia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can, can you hear me? You were moving and you had moved away from what you were speaking into. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, anyway, where was I? We were talking about the the technology and and that we're not using it to get everybody inoculated. I did hear I did hear a point that you made at the at the end where you said um, that India is is finally manufacturing the well no, no I think they are just uh, primarily it's one of the big you know a large portion of but they're uh, exporting it the, yeah the vast majority of drugs in the world are are manufactured in India and China. Uh, and and the Johnson Johnson vaccine is manufactured there, but it's not going to India. It's uh, right <laughs> going to uh, Asia and Europe. Uh, but beyond that, the the our mRNA technologies uh, should just be opened up. Um, right. Yeah, you know, I think it should. Just, there should be no monopoly on it since it was all developed by government money to start with. I mean, that's my baseline, but to appease, you know, our horrible system, you could say for the duration of the pandemic, you know, let them manufacture it. Then when it's over, then they'll have to, you know, uh, if they keep manufacturing it, pay for it. it. We we have all this vaccine the United States does. Yeah, yeah. and, And we won't take it. Yeah. Well, and I, and like I've said before, the very baseline thing that should happen is to just make it ubiquitous. I mean, really have it everywhere. You right. know, have it on every goddamn street corner. Would it, would it be that fucking difficult to have? Uh, no. You know, it's uh, there were problems it early. that everybody's a drug dealer <laughs> and, and that the vaccine <laughs> is the police. Right. And they, oh, okay. I can see it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's, there's got to be some way we can trick these idiot politicians and uh, waking up. Yeah, I mean that has got to be the first thing. And I just know that the rates would go through the roof. And of course, now the big problem is, is that uh, you know I think the every I'm not sure about this with the vaccine. Maybe it's still true. I know that uh, we're going to talk about this that. Um, I don't know what instituted this, you know, who who knows who decides this kind of thing, but COVID treatment apparently is not 
you know, it's no longer free. So I don't know if the, the vaccine... monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the COVID, COVID treatment, well, just COVID treatment, uh, in general, you know, apparently that was like waived if you were treated for COVID. Uh, I don't know how that went, but, uh, you know, if you were hospitalized or whatever, you know, you have to pay for it. Uh, but now apparently you do. So, and I wouldn't doubt that the vaccines are going to be started to charge to get them. Yeah. You talk about it, <coughs> uh, dropping off it's, uh, <laughs> real quick. If everybody has to start paying for them now, but anyway, maybe yeah, not because it's, it, it's a, maybe not because it seems like the flu shot's always free. You know, you can like go to CVS and get a shot. I, I think that the, that the, that the game plan is uh, that they're just going to let as many people get infected and, and die. And, and I really do sadly think that the pandemic is going to go on indefinitely and that there, there never has been any serious intent of bringing it to an end, which is uh, maddening. And, and I think is just kind of the ultimate betrayal of a of a government against its uh, against its own people, uh, the the term that you're going to start hearing used is endemic, and and it's going to be basically like the aftermath of the 2008 economic collapse, where the the government is just going to say, okay, well it's over, the the recession is over, the economic collapse is over, we've had. Um, X number of quarters of economic growth, and so it, it, it's over. There won't be any effort, just like there was. Well, it's there, pretty much already happened. Right? I mean, uh, <laughs> we're talking I mean, about the, the post-pandemic economic recovery, like with all these people being evicted now mm-hmm. and, yeah, and being cut off the, of their unemployment benefits. And by the way, did you know that some of the states are now demanding that people pay back the unemployment that they got? <laughs> that was the thing I read this morning. Yep. Hey. You got to pay it back, and and you're going to get uh, evicted. Uh, of course, and it's getting ready to get cold, and the pandemic is uh, is basically is uh, more out of control than it's ever been because the the Delta, the uh, it's Mississippi, it's Florida, it's it's Tennessee, it's, it's Kentucky, the um, the hospital systems are overwhelmed idaho and uh and the delta variant is uh is way more highly transmissible than the initial um coronavirus as all of this is happening at the same time and i mean it's really just um a a, a mounting uh, catastrophe in in real time uh but let's you know make you pay back these unemployment uh, benefits and and by the way, there's been no data to show that in the states that cut off the unemployment benefits early, that it actually got people back to work. Uh, that hasn't happened at all. Um, so again, it's just this uh, deliberate cruelty where we're going to take advantage of um, this pandemic, uh, which is a crisis that it's obviously no one's fault, and we're going to use it to further uh, destabilize and, and weaken and cause as much uh, grief and difficulty for the people who were supposed to be there to serve. Yeah, and 
I was just looking at the numbers. Um, the uh, let's see where Kentucky is on the. Uh, you know, Kentucky's still up near the top. Tennessee is number one, 109 per 100,000. They've gone up plus 9% in two weeks. West Virginia is number two now, plus 23% in two weeks. Alaska is now number three. It's rocketed up to 101 per 100,000, plus 33% in the last two weeks. Kentucky's next uh, with it's been flat at 98 tied with South Carolina, which is down uh, 8%. So, yeah, Kentucky's been kind of persistent. A lot of these other states have gone back down. Uh, but uh, let's look at Kentucky. You know, it's kind of flat. Uh, it's been at this peak level. There were some weird things with um, Labor Day or right at Labor Day, it went way down, and then a couple of days after that, it went way up, and now it's kind of leveled Well, I off. think that has to do with the, a lull in the reporting. You're right, yeah. So, but it got to this high level at August 29th, so for at least three weeks, it's been at this high level and hasn't gone back down. Now, it seems like it's the other trends, other states, it should be coming down uh, soon, but as yet. Um, right, but then what's going to start happening is that every, it, it's going to cycle back up north because it's going to start getting cold um, in the in the northern part of, of, of the country and people are going to be indoors more often and I'll guarantee you that you're going to start to see surges uh, in, in northern states, uh, especially in the Midwest, uh, like we have seen in the south over the last month. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we have another winter surge like last year. It was pretty much by early November it was starting to go up and it was just head high. You're but, talking about November of yeah. uh, 2020. Yeah, you know it. Uh, oh, we definitely will. I mean, I'd like to know. I mean, how could that not happen? <laughs> well, it's the whole question of to what extent her immunity has occurred by this point. Because by this point, I mean, there's a lot of people that have got, well, have gotten it by then. So will it be as bad? You know, it's just. Um, when you say have gotten it, you mean that have gotten infected or gotten vaccinated or a combination? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I understand what you're saying, but, but remember the calculations that I made uh, last week where the, the official number of, of infections is 40 million. And you could go ahead and triple that to account for asymptomatic infections that weren't reported and the, the inability to be totally accurate with uh, such a crisis going on. So that'd be 120 million that have that have natural uh, immunity. Uh, but then that leaves you with 210 million that uh, and you could even lower that to 200 million just to make the math easy that. Um, that still haven't been in infected. And then with the uh, vaccinated is uh, say 54%. So keep the math easy to say, say 50%. It's still basically a, a hundred million or you could even round it down and say 80 million don't have any immunity at all. <laughs> so, and, and if the, the official number of, of people who have been infected is, is 40 million, 
then it's, it's going to take at least as long as it's gotten to this point, which has been 18 months, for the rest of the people to get in, infected and, and die. So this will go on at least another year. And that will definitely cover the winter. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll guarantee you that the, that the this winter will be even worse than last winter. Yeah. Well, my prediction on that, um, I'd, I'd predict less, but it it could be equal to this current one, which is almost as bad as. <laughs> yeah, let me look at the. Uh, well, I know in Kentucky the the last two weeks have been the highest peak of all, the worst that it's been. I mean, it was higher in uh, mm. early yeah. mid-September than mm. it was over the winter. So I think that's empirical uh, evidence and support that uh, when this cycle is up north and in the other parts of the country, the winter surge of, of 2021 will be worse than 2020. Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll predict that it won't be as bad just because I'll factor in uh, just herd immunity and more people being vaccinated by then. But you know, just think about it. If if it's if it's really to such a point that even if it's just cycles through, people have gotten it, have got natural immunity, and and a very large portion of people have gotten vaccinated and it still rolls through, you know, it's like, Jesus, I guess it will be with us. Well, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how we're going to get rid of it. I mean, at least with our, I don't think that, I don't think that we are. And I think the biggest factor of all besides the biological and epidemiological factors is the the political factor that there is no will to stop it i don't think the public cares i don't think the public uh it's a it's a small percentage of americans that that is really vocal about that the pandemic should end most people are just the same kind of psychotic psychopathic uh just like with the, the drone strikes and the civilians getting killed. This is just part of life. I'm just going to have to learn to live with it. Are you scared? You scared? No, that's just, it's part of life. You, you, you've got to deal with it. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. If you get it, maybe you'll die. Maybe you won't. If you, maybe you live somewhere where in the local community, there's a high rate of vaccination. There's really nothing to worry about. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you live uh, in Kentucky. And so you're going to be around uh, COVID-19 for the rest of your life. That the people do not care. They they just the the, the suffering and the, the death, uh, the, the total abuse of the of the healthcare workers. People don't care. And and that I think is the 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 human factor, the the cultural factor. That's the biggest reason why I, I think that in the winter that the surge will be even higher. I mean, speaking of watching television, uh, I wish I could uh, teleport from uh, my mind to, to yours. Uh, Saturday, of course, is college football day. And if you watch these college football games, man, the, the stands are packed. 
no one is wearing a mask. Everybody is just really into the games and cheering and screaming right on top of one another. You would have, you would not think that a pandemic was going on. Yeah, when I've when I've gone to like the grocery store recently, it's it seems like about half of the patrons have a mask on right now. But everyone should be should be wearing masks. And I mean, I hear what you're saying about the herd immunity, but I, I think we had a discussion like this back in the in the spring where we were both hoping that maybe this is finally over. And herd immunity means you've got to get 90 percent vaccinated. You basically need to get every single human being vaccinated so that the virus has nowhere to go. And that's the only way to stop it. It, there, there's, it's one of those things, kind of like being pregnant, where there's nothing partial about it. I mean, you either have herd immunity or, or you don't. And especially as, as transmissible as this Delta variant is, the 54.3% vaccinated is nowhere close to the 90% that's Something, something happened. Did you move around? Nope. Jesus, I don't know what's going on. The the drone. I haven't moved at all, but yeah, I, me neither. I can't hear a word you're saying. Uh, here, call me back again. Well, I, I was I was just saying that I mean, herd immunity is like being pregnant. There's nothing partial about it, and fifty four. Point three percent fully vaccinated is nowhere close to the ninety percent fully vaccinated that um, that you have to have to, to stop this, and it, it's just a complete d- disgrace. I mean, it just it shows how psychopathic and and apathetic Americans are. That 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 most people just don't care about. They they don't find anything. Um, inspirational or hopeful about the fact that that we actually could bring the pandemic to an end and it would it it certainly by now could have been possible that all of us could be going out and living our lives um like we did in 2019 but before all of this happened but no one cares they're just well i can go out anyway you can't tell me i've got to get vaccinated or have a vaccine passport I mean, it's just, it's, it's total uh, indifference. Well, before we go, um, time to uh, shit on AOC. Um, Tax the rich. (laughs) Yeah. She at the Met Gala. She had her white dress with tax the rich scrawled on there uh, on her dress. Um, She was looking very good tonight quite trim and healthy young lady what a beauty um <clears throat> kind of like gabby petito yeah uh and uh yeah so i mean there's not really much to say about it it's, it's just kind of a mix of sort of being stupid uh and 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 certain liberals thought it was awesome like a great statement you know great political statement <laughs> I mean, Let I me thought, wear this twenty thousand dollar dress <laughs> and then have tax the rich written on it. 
So, yeah, and of course, the whole thing is hanging out with a bunch of rich people. I mean, it was kind of cool to watch. You know, it's a it's a dress up party. Uh, so there's all kinds of weird costumes uh, like Kim Kardashian had kind of the coolest. She she had this like jet black dress that it went over her head. So she looked like a I don't know, a specter, you know, it was just like jet black her whole body. It, that was kind of freaking and pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it was fine as far as it being a fancy dress-up party. Uh, but it's also a little gross because it's ultra-rich people and you're going to their gala wearing this tax-the-rich thing, which is just in itself the most lame, weak kind of political statement to make. Yeah, I mean, Super uh, yeah, I mean, where's the eat the rich, you know, or something like that? Something with the oops behind it, you know. But no, like, I'm not going tax the rich. Well, it's just there, there. There's no substance to it. I mean, is it actually passing legislation <laughs> where the rich now are going to have to pay taxes? Well, I mean, that it is part of. Yeah, there's that has been the proposed. Biden has proposed to pay for. I don't know, infrastructure, this, that, and the other. Uh, these radical programs that supposedly he's going to push, which, you know, I, I think all of it's going to be, um, you know, there might end up being a slight increase in taxes, maybe. Uh, but it's, of course, it's all going to hinge on Manchin or, or Cinnabon. Right. Uh, you know, and they won't be able to do anything unless they approve that kind of thing. So, which means they really don't want it to happen, but they're uh, kind of like Obama. They're pretending. We can all live in our la-la land where just because AOC wore that dress, that magically somehow means that the rich are being taxed <laughs> and that we've actually accomplished something. Or they're actually serious about what they're saying. Yeah. Right, right. That, that's a good word because it doesn't seem like a very serious, thing to do to be smiling and have your picture taken on the red carpet and you're wearing this dress it seems like it's more like an episode of project uh <laughs> runway um so speaking of predictions uh what is going to happen with this 3.5 infrastructure deal the big uh legislative um centerpiece of of biden's um political agenda is it going to pass uh, hmm. yeah, I, I, you know, I think it will, but in just a very watered down version. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that, uh, 99% of the social welfare or, um, those type of things will be drummed out of it. Uh, yeah. I think uh, that the house will, will cave because what they're saying is, is that they won't, uh, they won't pass the, 1.2 trillion uh, package that the Senate already passed, unless the, the House won't pass what the Senate passed, and unless all of the other uh, social uh, welfare uh, items are are passed as, as well, and those are the ones that Mansion and uh, and Cinema uh, object uh, object to again with these. Uh, biased uh, terms, moderate being used to define mansion and cinema. Moderate, of course, connotes reasonable, level-headed, 
whereas the progressive is idealistic, immature, utopian. It's, instead of just saying some Democrats want this and other Democrats don't want this, that would be the most accurate way of putting it. It's this, again, super conservative media, media bias where um, anything, anything that would uh, be done to actually help the people being programs that the rest of the first world has had for decades, basically since the end of World War II, that means you're a progressive. So you're uh, pie in the sky. Um, everybody just, you know, take your LSD and let's all float around in our happy Bernie Sanders world where all of our free stuff is given to us. Um, of course, it's it's our money. It's our government. So it's not like anything's being given to us. It's, it's a matter of what we want to, to, to do with it. Uh, what about this question of will the debt ceiling be be raised uh, so oh. that all all of these? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah to, to make it where the um, House, uh, the arm, Senate arms, <laughs> what is it? the person who, you know, says that, oh, you can't pass this bill because of the debt ceiling. Uh, It'll be right. too much debt. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, if they get rid of that, then they have no way of saying, oh, what God, what could we do? It was going to be too expensive. And uh, yeah. So but it would uh, also mean things like school lunches would be cut. Uh, I mean, things that, that are already in place, mm-hmm. those things would be cut too if the debt ceiling isn't raised. Yeah. Is that up to Congress to raise that? I guess I, so. I, I, I think so. Probably, yeah, because it's part of the rule-making things for legislation. But, um, yeah, I mean, they'll probably raise it to whatever level it is to to fund their watered-down version of the bill. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, I I think it will just be the minimum required will be done to get in the, you know, um, extra support for the billionaires through the back door while slightly raising their taxes to make it look like they're being responsible right yeah but you know not not eliminating any of the loopholes they have you know so they'll still be paying zero taxes anyway but, yeah so there's that there's my prediction and then they'll uh they'll uh do a big pr campaign where uh, a road gets paved and then biden can say our infrastructure plan is working <laughs> yeah Look at this pothole. It's been filled. But I, I, I do have to uh, point this out uh, b- before we go that, um, I mean, I think at this point, all that the country has been through, uh, we're not getting any more stimulus checks. The the unemployment uh, benefits have been cut off and people are getting evicted. Uh, I think that if you're one of these uh, progressive uh, Democrats, you should already just be taking everything off the table and saying nothing is going to pass. Mm-hmm. And, and when it comes to like one of the things that's included in the three point five uh, trillion dollar uh, package that the that the House wants to be included if it's going to pass what the Senate has already passed is that there would be an expansion of the Medicaid coverage so that dental and visual would be covered, and that um, in addition to uh, working class people who 
make, you know, just enough that they don't qualify for Obamacare, but they still don't make enough that they uh, could be covered, um, uh, that, that, that they don't, uh, they make, they make just enough that they don't qualify for Obamacare, but they still don't make enough that they can pay for their super expensive drugs and their health care. And by the way, it would be much simpler just to have universal health care. So that way you don't have to bicker about, okay, who should get this and who qualifies and who doesn't. That's what you wind up spending a ton of money on anyway, is the administrative cost of, of determining all those things. Yeah. But guess what is not included in this expansion of, of health care? There is no federal medical marijuana that's, that's included. So if you're a medical marijuana patient and you live in one of the majority of states where it's still total prohibition, your health care needs aren't being met. And so it, we're still in this uh, arbitrary uh, system where well, if you have this health care need and you're this type of person and you have this kind of income, then you matter. Otherwise, you don't. And so I'm completely fed up with it. And I think that none of it should, should pass because it's not good enough. And the fact that there's still all this haggling going on is, is just such an insult. And so well, I, I would, yeah, I would like to see, uh, especially Bernie and my ARC, whatever the the stars of the so-called progressives, you know, being out there like Manson and Ascendant and be like, okay, they're going to tamp it down and, you know, be killjoys on this thing. We don't think it's enough and we're not going to let anything pass until you make it more. Right. You know? Why the Manson and Cinema get to do that? Right. I mean, they're yeah. the ones that have been in the news for months. So you don't hear, you don't, Bernie's disappeared. And then other than, you know, uh, showing off her, her beautiful figure, AOC doesn't have anything to say. Yeah. What a waste. It's a demoralizing waste, dude, man. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's peter on out here. Uh, for David Vernon Miller, this is Dr. David Overby, and you've been listening to the Oblivion Podcast. See you later.